started yesterday, Tafkul Taf, Nun Dalit, today is Nun Hey. And uh, we'll do a review of yesterday's Tafka to today. So have in mind that that's the best Ranya, before Shlema. She had surgery. She had surgery today. Oh, she, it's already was well, already in Israel, yeah. in Israel. right, yeah. right. I don't have it. You don't have. You don't know uh, what what's the story. Okay, and uh, Michal Aviva Bas Yehudis, and I'm um, sure. Okay, and Amy Bastfora, and anyone else who needs a for Shlema. Okay, um, so we are starting our review of yesterday's stuff from the bottom of the page. Uh, Rebbe Lazar asked a question. Okay. Um, what if uh, we're talking about the conditions of the ksuva, the requirements of the ksuva? So what about some a situation where the marriage was not condoned by the rabbis? And the reason why is because it's a shnia. It's one of those relations that are like second degree. That's what shnia means. The second degree prohib- prohibited relation that the rabbis instituted for you know purposes of a, it's a slippery slope if you go in that route. Anyway. So uh, that was the Shiloh. What about the daughter? Does she get Mizonos or not? Now, do we say that, look, the mother doesn't get Iksuva. Um, so too, there's no, so if the mother's, so there's no Iksuva, there's no, there's no Tanai Iksuva either. That's the simple read. Or, on the other hand, maybe that's, uh, the Knas is for the mother because she's the one who's doing something wrong. We're not, we're not extending that Knas to the daughter since it's only rabbinic in nature anyway. So, uh, and the daughter never did any Yisr, so maybe they never made the knas for her. So that's teku number one, question number one, not an answer. Rava says, what about the daughter of an Arusa, the daughter of a woman who was betrothed? Is she, is she entitled to Mizonus or not? Do we say that since, uh, after all, um, she does have a ksuva, so, because a ksuva, you're right, right away, so maybe, therefore, she, uh, the tonight ksuva will be there. Now, of course, Obviously, an Arusa should not have relations that early, right? She didn't wait till the Nisuin to have a to, to have a child. Anyway, point being, but nevertheless, that's one hand. Or do we say that uh, since uh, the 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 main takanas ksuva is really for Nisuin, so therefore maybe the, this condition of the ksuva doesn't kick in, and that's again a takeo means with the question. And we have a question from a papa. What about a Basa Nusa? Does she have Mizonos or not? Now, of course, if you look at Rabbi Yehuda, says that there is a Ksuva for an Anusa, so, but it's for 100, 100. So then, yeah, that's, of course, that means that it'll have the, all the tonight Ksuva as well. The Shaila is, uh, according to the Rabbanon, who say that the money of the Knast that he pays up front, that is the money of the Ksuva. There is no extra money, extra funds. So what's Allah? Do we say since there's no ksuva, so therefore there's no mazonas, because there is no ksuva? Or do we say that the whole reason why there's no the ksuva, the ksuva, it's not that there's no ksuva, the ksuva is prepaid, but uh, the reason why he doesn't have it hanging over his head, because he anyway can't divorce her, because there's a prohibition against divorcing your anusa. He, may, he has to remain married to her his whole life. So uh, and and uh, but but that doesn't mean that all the tanaiksuv are not still there, and that's again remains with the takeo. Okay, so one of the conditions of the of the ksuva is uh, that she gets to sit in his house um, all the time that she's a, a widow. So um, so first, Rabbi Yosef points out that it says in his house, so that means that it has to have a house that's suitable to 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 to, to house her. 
if there isn't sufficient space in the house, that they live in a yurt or a teepee, you know, there's not much room to go around. So then that's not gonna that's not gonna work. Um, How but, did they live there before? What? How did they live there before? It's different. Now the kids are growing up or whatever, you know, like uh, they're, they're taking care of their, okay. you know, their stepmom, whatever. okay. Right, it's... Anyway. Um, so, but that, but nevertheless, you still have to give her mizonos. That's, you know, she's, she doesn't live at home, but she's still entitled to mizonos. However, Marbara Vashi disagrees, says even mizonos also not, if you know, like it's a package. You don't have you don't have the first part of the, the the condition, then you don't have to do the rest at all. Bottom line, the halacha though is not like Mar Baravashi. We do split them out, and even though you can't house her, doesn't mean that you're not obligated still to feed her. Um, so um, Rav Nachman says in the name of Shmuel that if people requested her hand in marriage, and she agreed. To get married to them, so at that point her mesonus is cut off. But the implication is is that if she did not agree to get married, so then she still would be entitled to food. So what's the understanding over here? Why would that be? So the answer is, um, it really depends. It's like a, there's the explanation of Anan said that you know Shmuel clarified what it's talking about. It depends why she did, didn't uh, go forward with the shidduch. If it's because I want to stay loyal to my husband, you know, there's that emotion that I don't want to, I, feel, I just don't feel right about, you know, even though her husband's dead, but she doesn't feel right about remarrying. So then that's one thing. Um, but uh, if it's um, because, uh, you know, this, this guy is not suitable for me, I don't think it's a good shidduch, nothing to do, that means she's on the market. And if she's on the market, so then she already lost her mizonos. It's for the, this condition of the of the of the ksufa is, is for strictly that situation. So Rav Chizda says that um, if she, uh, it's Rav Chizda says is that if she uh, was mezana, um, meaning she had she's having relations, you know, she's still a widow, but she's having relations around, so she lost her mezonos. And Rav Yosef says if she starts beautifying herself. You know, for, you know, going doing beauty regimen to entice a man to marry her. Also, she loves mizanis. Now, if you say it's zinza, then then the the then of course, um, beautifying herself to get married would also lose mizanis. But if you say the beautifying, there's a possibility that our having actually have had relations is not really going to be that way, uh, meaning that she's going to lose her mizonos, because maybe she just couldn't control her desires. In other words, she's not trying to get married, she just needed to have relations. That was what's going on. Okay. Bottom line is, though, the halacha doesn't follow all these ideas, but rather it goes like Rabbi Yudas, the name of Shmuel, that once a woman collects her, uh, puts a claim for a in Bezdin, then she doesn't have mizonos. That's it. Any activity that maybe implies, um, you know, uh, something else is not gonna is not relevant. All we look at is the actual claim for exuba. So Gemara says nothing else. But what about the price? It says that if she sold her exuba, she um, if she used the exuba as a as a collateral, if she made it an apotheke, which is a basis for the collection, to for somebody else. 
So then she loses her mazona. So it sounds like uh, not tovah. So the Gemara says, no, no. These um, it could be even in Bezin or not in Bezin, but Tovas is only when it's in Bezin. She has to. So, in other words, if she asks the Yisomim for the Ksuva money at home, but doesn't take her them to court, that's a different story. But it's only when she that for that claim, it has to be done in court. Okay. Now we saw that there was different versions in the Ksuva between Anshirushalayim. And uh, and Anshi Yehuda, the, you know the people in the south. So um, so Rab says Allah is like Anshi Yehuda, uh, that it's always the prerogative of the orphans to offer uh, to to just come up with a lump sum and say, look, here's the money for the ksuva. You're not being fed by the estate. Um, and Shmuel says Allah is like the people of Galil. Um, uh, meaning that, uh, that that we don't add that extra clause in, as um, so, um, and it, so Rav Paskin's one way, Shmuel Paskin the other way. So the the Psak Halacha followed different in the different regions. So in Bavel and the surrounding areas, they followed Rav's opinion. In Arda and all the surrounding areas, they followed Shmuel's opinion. So there was an interesting story. Apparently, there was a a, a linguistic difference between these two various parts of Bavel. So there was a Bas Mechuzah, who was from the Bavel part of it, who was married to a Nardian. And case came before of Nachman, and he heard her talking, and she, he was able to recognize her dialect that she was speaking like a Mechuzah, Mechuzahite woman. So he says, if that's the case, then you're from Bavel. So then the Bavel rule is, is that uh, they have a right to just, you know, come up with a lump sum, like Rav. And um, and then they said, but uh, Narda, uh, she married a Nardian <laughs> that goes by the husband, doesn't it? He's the one who wrote the Ksuva. So he says, if that's the case, then it goes the other way. You're right. Um, so interesting. Um, now, um, where's the border? So it's interesting. The border follows where the the measuring. You know, so like, just like in you know the metric system, you know, uh, let's say you know. Uh, if they, you know, that's the border. If they st- switch the to Mason Dixon line, the Mason Dixon line, no, whatever. But I'm saying if they're doing the measurements in the, in the with the other measurements of Narta, not Narta, so that's how you tell where the line of the of the regions end and start. Um, okay, crossing state lines. Okay, next thing. Um, we talked about is uh, the payment of the ksuva. So according to Raf, we look at even the clothes. The clothes is part of the um, assets, and they go towards her payment of the ksuva. Even if, so, in other words, if she's wearing really fancy clothes, they evaluate those fancy clothes, and those clothes go towards her ksuva, her, her the two hundred zuz that's paying off the ksuva. Um, and Shaul says, no, um, you don't you don't measure that which is what she's wearing. So Rav Chia Bar Avin says that uh, the opposite is by a case of um, by by a case of a hired worker. In other words, if you have a hired worker, and you know part of the part of the perks of the job is that you know you give them clothing, you know, with the emblem of the business, you know, on their on uh, you know on the, you know, the shirt and the sweatshirt, whatever the uh, that the that the business wear gives. So um, when he wants to get paid, you don't say, okay, look, you got a sweatshirt that goes towards the account and everything else. So it's interesting. When it comes to that, those opinions are flipped. According to Shmuel, in that case, 
we will evaluate, and according to Rav, in that case, we won't evaluate. That shitas um, that it switches is Rav Chibar Avin. Rav Kahana, um, Rav Kahana says uh, differently. He says that uh, uh, that it's the same, that they work the same way, that the, the, both by the case of the widow as well as by a locket, by the hired worker, it's the same. Uh, according to Rav, we do evaluate the clothes, and according to Shmuel, we don't. Now, uh, what, that's uh, the story. Yasma v'amralata, shlachu poku. Take off your clothes and get out of here. In other words, the clothing is not part. Is not a freebie. Basically, it's not the uh, over and above. Now, Rav Kahana, uh, okay, so Rav Kahana, no, that was, uh, no, uh, now Rav Nachman says, even though the Mishnah, we have a Mishnah that really goes exactly like Shmuel, the Allah follows Rav in this case, Where's the Mishnah going like Shmuel? Because it says somebody who's makdish is nechasim, or is marach is himself, um, and we don't we need the funds. We don't count the clothing that's on his wife. We don't even count the clothing of the children, even if the clothing was not even given to his wife yet. It was just died for her sake, or shoes that are meant for her that she didn't even wear yet. All of those things are like outside the assets of the father. We don't count them towards the assets, which is exactly what Shmuel is saying. So Rav said to Rav Nachman, I don't understand. You have a Mishnah that sounds exactly like Shmuel. How come the halacha doesn't follow that? How come the halacha follows Rav? So he says, you know what? You're right. It seems like the Mishnah goes like Shmuel when you think, when you don't think into it. When you look into it, it's a big difference. Why? Because when it comes to the, the gifts that a man gives his wife, the, the nice clothing and et, et cetera, all that stuff, it's, it's because... He, he's expecting to stay married to her. Um, all of those things are contingent on the expectation that he expects to remain married with her. But if she's taking it and leaving, that's not what it was given for, as opposed to uh, when a person we're counting, he's not getting divorced, he's not, that's not what's going on, we're just counting up his assets. His assets do not include the clothing on his wife in general. But if his wife is leaving, then it does count towards his assets. And that's the, that's the fundamental difference and that's the and that's the pshan that gemara, okay, in the mishnah. Now why it's different? Now we have an interesting story of the daughter-in-law of the house of Bar Liashav. Apparently they were a fancy family, and um, we had them a few times already. Anyway, so she wanted a ksuva from the orphans, and uh, they were going to take her to court. Um, you know, she, they were going to court, and they said, "Look, we should, for her to go." Uh, to court, you know, dressed the way she is, that's not appropriate. So they went and dressed her in all the fancy clothing. And uh, as soon as they came to Ravina, he said, Allah is like Rav, and that the mana is evaluated what she's wearing. Okay, basically, you're wearing your ksuba, goodbye. Okay, something like that. I don't know, I guess she dressed her in, they dressed her in nice clothing, and, um, and that's the story. Okay, got a, another story. There was a, a case where um, uh, a person, a father, um, promised a specific nadunya to, to his daughter, dowry for his daughter. And the dowry was X amount of cattle, X amount of whatever, grain, you know, specific things. Anyway, um, which was at the time a very valuable donation. But then the price of wheat dropped, or the price of whatever it was that he had dropped, that he counted, felt it fell. And um, so who, uh, do you, is it locked in on the dollar amount, or is it the items that he stated? 
So Rav Idin says that the gain goes to the orphans. Okay? Um, now, another case where he said the 400 zuz uh, of wine go to my daughter, and if the wine went up in value. So the Gemara says that the gain goes to the orphans. Because they didn't say giving the wine, the wine that is worth 400 zuz. He says the wine... Uh, out of that wine, we'll, we'll take 400 zuz worth. So if it's instead of, you know, four barrels, there's only two barrels, because the one went up in value, mm-hmm. then that's all it'll be. There was a relative of Rabbi Yochanan who had a mother-in-law, a stepmother, a stepmother that was married to his dad, and she was um, eating the dad out of house and home. And he came to Rabbi Yochanan, and he said, go t- say to the, your dad, that there's going to be a locked-in land for her mizonos. And this way, you know, if daddy dies, you know, that's, it's going to be a limited damage, you know, that's only coming out of one particular field. Anyway, they did that, and then it came before Rishlakesh, and he said, well, you think that that's not helping, that's hindering. Because uh, now what's going to happen is, is that she's entitled to mizonos as the condition of the court, and then if she's still hungry, there's, this is the available for, you know, for snacking, okay, for more, for anything extra that she wants. It's not coming to minimize, it's coming to give her more opportunity. So, but that's not what Rabbi Yochanan said, they came to, they countered to Rish Lakish, and he said, well, I don't care what Rabbi Yochanan says, I'm telling you what the rule is, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Came before Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan says, what can I tell you, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish. I don't, I don't assume that I'm right always against Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish is a bar plota. He's worthy to argue on me, and he feels I'm wrong. What's the bottom line is? So Rabbi Yochanan explained why he actually sort of is, is, is agreeing that Reish Lakish was right over here. It really depends on how you word things. If you say this field should be available limizonos, that's uh, extra mizonos. If you say bimizonos, that's a limiting where the mizonos are coming from and you're setting the amount and maxing it out. Anyway, that's the end of Nairish and Espatata. Okay. I don't know if anybody sang the song yesterday, but uh, anyway. Tried. You tried. Okay. You made it through somehow. You muddled through two days. There you go. Okay. You figured out the daf. All right. I appreciate it. Anyway. Um, brings us to the new... Um, look, it's been a... You've been learning this for it comes it comes easier as you go. I haven't said you get used to it. What? The third time around. The third time around, right? Third time makes it a little good. Okay. Anyway. Brings us to the new to the new chapter. So um, even though it's true that Absula collects two hundred and Almana collects one hundred, that doesn't mean that that's the max. That's just the minimum. And if the husband chooses to add on. So I was just at the wedding last night, you know, the host of Lamin Delay, he added on an extra, you know. They talked about how much they are adding on to the Ksuva, oh right? Boy. It's natural, that's what they do, Rabbi Wonder over at the Ksuva. Anyway, um, so even a hundred money, it doesn't at matter. Least a million. Is at least a million? No, 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 no. So it was, it was a standard Ksuva. Um, Svartim do a rice, say something like um, lots of money, whatever. They, they talk in dollars, whatever. But then uh, Ashkenaz sticks to the Zuz expression. But anyway, um, so you can add it. Now, what if she's um, a widow or divorced, whether Erisin or Nesun, the full amount, including all the additions, is collectible. 
Rabbi says not true. If there was a Nisuin, meaning it was a consummated marriage, then the full amount is collectible. But if there was only an Erisin and then he died or they got divorced, so then the Psul is only going to be 200 and the widow is only going to be 100. Because he only wrote um, um, uh, to, with the intent that he's going to you know, consummate that marriage. And therefore he didn't mean to add on anything if not for that. Now, Reb Yehuda says that if a person wants to write for a psula, even less than 200, by doing this, he says the psula, is, the, the, the ksuv is 200, but she writes, as I got, it's as if I got 100. So therefore, in the end, you know, it's as if he's only giving, being obligated to 100. Or for a widow, the same thing. He wrote 100, but she wrote back, you know, you gotta, I've received already 50 out of, out of the 100. So now all you owe still is 50 even though she is not. So according to Reb Yudha, you could do that. According to her mayor, that's uh, anytime you're getting less than 200 for Absula and 100 for our widow, that's called the Bilas Nos, and that's not, and that's not good. Do you guys do the Gemara, or you stop at the, after the Mishnah? We did all the way to the end? Okay. Yeah. All right. So the Gemara's question is, is that, first of all, why, why do you have to tell us that you can add on to the Ksufa? Of course you can add on to the Ksufa. What, why not? The answer is, there's a reason why not. You might think that uh, maybe the Rabbanan established this very specific amount, and they don't want you messing with that amount, because this way it's embarrassing. You know, people who don't have the capacity to do more than that makes them feel bad. Um, and maybe, but uh, so, Kamashmon, that we don't say that. Now, we said if you want to add on, you can add on. Now, the word, use of the word is very specific. It doesn't say you wants to write more money. It says add on. That means that the add-on is meaning that the additions are part of the ksuva, and it works exactly the same as the ksuva, which is a sport of Ivo in the name of Yanai, who basically says all the conditions of the ksuva follow along with the ksuva, meaning any additional part that he put on. And it's different, like for instance, if she says, I'm selling this ksuva to a buyer, so the sale is encompassing not only the ksuva, the basic funds of the ksuva, but any additional funds as well. Um, if she's mochel, she's mochel the whole ksuva. If she's moredes, it starts, she loses the entire ksuva, including the tosafas. If she dips into the ksuva, she even, uh, even if she only dipped into the tosafas, it's like the same swearing is required for the entire amount. If she claims any part of the ksuva, even for the tosafas, it uh, falls into the category of claiming um, if she's overas aldas, that's we'll see uh, later on, um, that she has to get divorced without her ksuva. Don't say, oh, she only loses the actual ksuva, but not the tosefes. She loses even the full tosefes. Um, um, for uh, the law regarding improvements, okay, what's that? Because uh, uh, the rule is, is that a firstborn doesn't take double on any increase in value after that happened after the after the husband died. Same is true for um, for the ksuva as well as the tosav ksuva. As far as oath is concerned, um, that you have to swear on the ksuva, like uh, if it was if she got money not not in his presence or something, or there's one aid. So the, 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 the need to swear is uh, equal to the ksuva as well as the tosafas. And as far as shvius, uh being able to, um, you know, we have coming up the, uh, the shmitas ksafim, that it's, uh, that it's not 
that that we have a rule that the ksuva is not alone that in that sense that that it gets wiped away. That's the same with that as well as the tosafet. And if a person writes all of his assets to his children, um, that also, and he wrote to his wife, you know, a specific amount of land. So that's a loss of the, the she loses out the ksuva as well as the tosafet of the ksuva. Um, the ability to collect from land only ziburis only all, um, the lowest prop, quality property because that's the rule for the ksuva it's true for tosafs as well and as long as she's bevesavia um, that's um, meaning uh, as long as she is um, she could collect ksuva forever you know there's like a 25 year time limit that goes for, for everything and um, the ksuba's binin dechrin, which is that the ksuba goes to her male sons. It's not only the ksuba itself, it's also the tosafas. And um, basically, that is where we left off, I guess, and where it's going to start from the itmar.